Show number 164 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Okay, listeners, it is the countdown to our Midwest tour. We're very excited. I'm so excited. excited. (laughs) It's going to be great. So this is um, Friday, October 19th. We will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's right. At a bowling alley, (laughs) seeing the complete works of William Shatner, a bridge. Parens, a bridge. Parens, yes. Close parens. Yes, so it's very exciting. Um, and we have gotten word that we're going to be interviewing um, some of the cast oh, good. and the, one of the creators after the show. Great. So that's going to be also very exciting, getting to talk to them about um, why they're doing it and what they think about it and just everything that we want to know. So that we will have interviews um, on shows that come up after we actually see it. But we're going to be doing some podcasting that weekend. So we'll try to get our immediate reactions to the show posted right away so you can all hear about how wonderful it is. Yes. It will be great. Well, on to the news. News. Bill has been everywhere lately. (laughs) But I wanted to share something with you. That um, is not on our list. It's not on our program list. Okay. Our good friend Mike McGee made me aware of this, and I just thought it was thrilling and exciting. A new movie just opened, Argo, Uh and I saw it, and it's really good and very, very entertaining and suspenseful and everything else. But there's a Star Trek connection. Oh, cool. So I'm going to tell you and and tell everybody what it is. Um, The movie, in case you're not familiar with it, if you haven't seen the ads, it is based on a true story. This took place during the Iran hostage crisis when um, everybody in the the U.S. Embassy in Iran was taken hostage and held for well over a year. And the day that that happened, six people managed to more or less run out the back door. Mm-hmm. And so they're hiding out in Tehran. And uh, the CIA, they're the good guys in this one, are, of course, anxious to get them out before the Iranians pick them up and, and kill them. So uh, their plan to get them out is to pretend, and I'm not giving away much. I mean, th- you get this much from the, the trailers, um, is to pretend that they are all a Canadian film crew. And they are there <laughs> scouting locations to make a science fiction movie. Wow. Yes. So in order to make this work, they have to quickly come up with backstories for these people. You know, you're the director and this is what a director does, blah, 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 you know, and, and, you know, you're the the costume person, you know, all of those things. And they also have to make it appear legitimate enough. So if the Iranians check, there's going to be stuff backing them up. Sure. So they, you know, get articles and variety, blah, 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 blah. Well, one of the people they rope or enroll in helping them with this it was, uh, to give it some legitimacy, was a well-known Hollywood makeup artist. And he's played by John Goodman in the film. Well, this makeup artist, Mike told me, is also in real life, and in real life he was the one who, who helped with this, the guy who created Spock's ears. Wow. That's amazing. I know. I just thought that was so wonderful. What a, you know, a wonderful connection there. And, you know, he had 
it, you know, in the movie, they never mentioned Star Trek or anything, but they, they mentioned, you know, that he'd done makeup on lots of sci-fi things. And so, you know, to have have his name associated with it. You know, if the Iranians were to call and check up, he'd say, yeah, I'm working on, you know, Argo, which is the name of the film they're making. Wow. So um, it's a very well-made, very exciting movie, and I do recommend it. But that is, I just thought, how cool. Uh, well, not only is Bill everywhere, but Star Trek is everywhere. Oh, God, just yes. In every place at every time. It truly is. Oh, well, we have a whole list of stuff to go through. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's um, let me get to the list. The, I read the very first thing. I haven't looked at everything that you sent me, but I did read the article that Bill wrote for the Wall Street Journal. Yes, <laughs> I love that Bill's writing for the Wall Street Journal now. And um, I don't <laughs> quite understand why they asked him to write about this. I don't know either, um, but it's an interesting article. Yes. Um, the headline is An Ode to Pig Bristles. <laughs> and it is written by Bill about a house that he mm-hmm. owned in um, Hastings-on-Hudson, which is in upstate New York near the George Washington Bridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was when he was um, on Broadway and married to his first wife, Gloria, and they had, I don't know, maybe one or two children at that point. So they had this little house. And, you know, he would go back and forth to do the show. And, again, I have no idea why the Wall Street Journal asked him to write about it. But apparently the the, the roof was falling in and, uh, you know, the house was very old, and so, you know, they, they were going to have to replaster, and he worried and worried they didn't have any money to, to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, a, a guy came out to look at it, and he said, that plaster is never going anywhere, because in the old days when they used to do it, they put pig bristles in it. <laughs> and I'm not even sure what a pig bristle is. I think it's, it's you know, pigs have, um, they have hair. So in, in their their hair is very um, thick and well on on boars it's boar bristle which is what right. they use in brushes right. when, you know for natural boar bristle so it's it's their hair pig hair yes and so um so that was a, a huge relief but somewhere in the article uh, it told something okay um he bought it in the in the nineteen fifties for nineteen thousand five hundred dollars yeah. And is it on sale again? I thought I saw something about a price for it. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think that this section of the Wall Street Journal is about real estate. It looks like. <laughs> okay. Seriously. And, and this section is called House Call. Um, oh. And it looks like, from what I can tell on the online version, um, they have like House of the Day, Developments Blog, uh, like mansions. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of coverage of real estate. And presumably once in a while they have these stories from famous people about houses that they once lived in if they've got some kind of story to tell mm-hmm. about it so they asked bill because bill's got a story about everything well yeah well one of the things i love one of the details is he talks about driving back and forth and and after the show on his way home he says i'd stop off at howard johnson's every so often <laughs> pick up some of the fried clams fried and clams. munch them on the way home I love that. Uh, yeah. Because, of course, those are the best. Uh, the, well, time. yeah. Those, now, those are good. In this paragraph, though, I didn't understand something. And maybe <laughs> I'm just being stupid, but can you explain this to me? I'll try. He says, um, 
The traffic then on the Westside Highway wasn't too bad going to the theater in the opposite direction of rush hour traffic. I parked on Ninth Avenue and walked or ran the distance to the theater and became familiar with the half-clad men of the street who looked up as I scurried by but who were fast asleep when I went to get my car to go home. I think he's talking about homeless. Why are they half-clad? I don't know. I thought he was talking about prostitutes. Well, so did I, but then when they were fast asleep when he went home, I figured they got to be homeless. <laughs> Really? Okay, that was a really weird way of talking about Mm -hmm. either prostitutes or homeless people. Well, if he parked on Ninth Avenue, you know, I should really find out sometime what theater Susie Wong was in, because then I might have some idea. But um, years later, I lived very close to there. Oh, really? Yeah, when I had my little apartment in Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) So... That's very funny. Um, I will say that it's accompanied by a lovely picture of him. Oh, yes. Uh, from when he was in World of Susie Wong, and he just looks gorgeous. Oh, he's giving that Kirk look to the camera, and his mouth is slightly open, which is very nice also. Um, I'm looking at the comments now. Oh, I was just about to. Is the first one, this is a disaster? No, it's cheers to the chat. Oh. (laughs) Anybody have any information to add to this? Uh. Like, are you talking about prostitutes or homeless guys? Because... (laughs) <laughs> really That's like what that I'm looking up. for. Um, okay, the first page of is nothing very interesting, and there's only 23, so oh. it shouldn't take me too long to. If uh, if this thing that's if this arrow that's supposed to be live would actually be live, <laughs> which it appears not to be, so the hell with those comments. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, so how nice for him to have a, a publication in the Wall Street. Yes. One, one of the <laughs> yes. most prestigious Bill is newspapers. quite prolific. Oh, goodness. So do you think that he actually um, wrote this or he gave a few notes to someone and they wrote it for him? It actually sounds like he might have written it. Uh, might have written it or might have dictated it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Bill. Okay, the next thing, this just thrilled me, no end. I saw something on TV or some commercial or was reading about, you know, skin care and all the fabulous new strides they're making in makeup. And uh, I forget the name of the company, but you can go to their makeup counter and have them do this. It's a scanner. And it scans your skin so you get the exact right tone. And I've had that in a fanfic of mine, <laughs> the one called um, Dangerous Liaisons, where the cupcake does Brant's makeup, and she has a scanner. Oh, they stole it from you. They, they totally stole it from they you. They stole it from me, but I'm going, oh, my God, that's just so funny that there really is one. <laughs> That's great. Um, it sounds like the kind of thing I would never want to use, though. It would scare me a little too much. <laughs> it really would. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of shopping experiences, I just want to say that uh, yesterday I went to the um, Alternative Press Expo in San Francisco, mm-hmm. which is um, a, a smaller offshoot of Comic-Con and WonderCon. And it was really fun. I got to see people I hadn't seen for a while and bought a bunch of stuff. And it was great. Good. And on the way home... 
I wanted to go to a new store that's just opened in San Francisco, which is called Uniqlo, and it's a Japanese chain, and they're supposed to be really cool, and I just wanted to look around and see if the clothes were all that, and so I went up there, and um, as I was walking towards where it is on Powell Street, there was like crowds of people, but that's not unusual Saturday night in San Francisco. Of course, there's lots of people walking, but as I got closer to the store, I realized there were crowds of people because there was a line to get into the store. What's this store? What's it called? It's called Uniqlo, U-N-I-Q-L-O. And it was a 45-minute wait just to get into the store. Oh, my God. So I didn't go in. Yeah. Um, and I just did like a little Dickens character, and I pressed my face up against the glass so I could watch <laughs> the people who were shopping inside. Like Puny Pete? <laughs> like Puny Pete, exactly. Like Puny Pete, yep. Wow. Well, you know, maybe after Christmas it'll... I, I think going on a week, deal. yes, a weekday would probably be a better bet to go there. But anyway, that was my little experience yesterday. Um, and I did see a few interesting um, pieces of Star Trek crap at the Comic Expo, um, one of which were um, knitted um, hand warmers. So they're like fingerless gloves. Right. And you could get them in lots of different colors. And they had a blue and red ones with the Starfleet insignia on the back. Ooh. But I chose not to buy them. Yeah, I don't blame you. Don't don't really need them. But speaking of things with a Star Trek insignia on them, <laughs> you can get Star Trek jammies. These are so cute. And I noticed that it's the same guy with just different colors on in exactly the same pose. Right. Um, it, it's You can get it in Command Gold, the top. You know, it's the TOS ones. and mm-hmm. and Or Engineering Red or Science is Blue. And I have to say, it is, you know, the same guy just color shopped yep. or photoshopped. <laughs> And the one that looks the best on him is the red because he looks like someone who would get killed in the first three minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm reading the description of it. Uh-huh. So it's it's the shirt and the pants together as one unit. Yeah. Um, official Star Trek-themed footed pajamas. They are modeled after the original Star Trek uniforms. These pajamas feature full zippered front and front kangaroo pockets. Now, I don't know what a kangaroo pocket is, and frankly, I'm a little bit scared to find out. Okay. <laughs> kangaroo pockets. Well, to me, a kangaroo pocket is one big pocket in the front. Yeah, but that's not what it's in, looked like on this picture I here. I know, and I'm going, well, if it's zippered, where is this zipper? And, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's very strange. But the part that really turned me off was the that it's footed. Yeah, well, I will tell you that um, this company that makes it is called Jumpin' Jammers. Yes. <laughs> I actually have a pair of footed pajamas from this company oh, you that do? I bought. And um, it's blue and it has a little sheep on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get cold in the winter. Okay, so you like pajamas with feet in them. I do. And I usually wear socks inside the oh, footies my because God. my feet get really, really cold. Well, I apparently... I don't know. This doesn't say they're unisex, so I'm kind of assuming mm. it's not built to handle any curves. No, probably not, but they tend to be really big. Uh-huh. The only thing about footed pajamas, especially the ones that they make, is that, you know, it has a flap in the back, so mm-hmm. you don't have to take them off when you got to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the unsexiest thing you could ever ask for <laughs> in pajamas. I believe you. Because <laughs> it makes it kind of look like you're wearing a diaper. Just saying. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's a little Well, so, um, yeah, folks, you can go to Jumpin' Jammers <laughs> and uh, 
get yourself some jumping jammers, I guess. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture. They said, you also might like these jammers. And there's several um, guys down there, and but there's also a girl. And she's posing in one that's called Back in Black. And she's trying to be all sexy in it. No, they're not sexy. Oh, okay. You can pose all you want to, but they're not going to be sexy when you put them on. Promise. Okay, well, I just clicked on the Betty Boop one. Uh-huh. And all it is 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 red ones with Betty Boop printed all over them. So mm-hmm. it's not like a Betty Boop costume. No, no, not like that at yeah, all. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but anyway, so they somehow got the licensing to make jammies. Because they'll license space anything. Space jammies. Anything, anything with Star Trek on it, anything at all. It'll sell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the next thing that you had on the list, I had actually seen this, um, and we've actually discussed these posters in a, in a previous show. I think it was um, the last show, the show before that. Well, I think it was um, before that because we discussed it when there were the first four of the the mm-hmm. new retro posters, which are very cool. Yes. But they've since issued four more, and the one I really like of the one the new ones is the Trouble with Tribbles one. Have you seen that? Um, let's see. I'm looking. Oh, here we go. Uh, and of course, you can get T-shirts. Yes, them. that's the. But cool the trouble thing. with Tribbles one, I really love because it's very, very colorful, and it's basically um, the the Enterprise more or less farting out these colored, colorful <laughs> things, you know, which are Tribbles. But it's just really neat looking and and sort of, you know, fun and happy like the Tribble episode was. Yep, they're so cool. I'm so glad that somebody has done this kind of reimagining mm-hmm. that's really elegant and cool yes. and just different from what's gone before. And um now they are selling the whole thing in a in a set of I oh. think it's just those 8. So I don't know why that's a set. That's not like a whole season's worth. But I did see something somewhere on the web about you can get the whole set for you know, a, a bazillion quatloos or something. But um, they are really neat. And, yes, you can get them on T-shirts if you're so yeah. inclined. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like those. I think those are the best shirts that um, I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah. So um, those have become shirts. Um, other shirts or strange things that you can wear is the Spock hoodie. <laughs> and they're, the Spock hoodie picture is of a woman who looks like Christina Applegate. She does. She looks exactly like her. Um, wearing this blue science hoodie with the logo and the, the command stripes on her on the, the cuff. But the hoodie comes up and it's got ears that like <laughs> stick out. So it's like those little things you see little kids wearing with little, yeah. you know, round um you know, cat ears or bear ears or whatever they're mm-hmm. supposed to be. So it's really kind of strange, I think. I completely agree with you. But they know their geek market because it runs up to size 4XL. <laughs> Here's the copy. Ladies, it's getting cold out there. Ooh. What's the logical thing to do? Wear a Spock hoodie, of course. And they're available now thanks to Ashley Eckstein and her apparel company, Her Universe. The Spock hoodie comes in uniform like science's blue, is made of cotton fleece, runs sizes small to 4XL, and has long flared sleeves and pockets. If you're really planning to grok Spock, though, you'll flip up the black hood revealing white pointy Vulcan ears. That apparently are so... 
the ears go all the way down to your neck. That if yeah, that white part is the ears, that's what makes it so strange. I thought it was supposed to be, you know, when I saw it, like a stand-up collar, like Maleficent, the witch in Sleeping Beauty has, or really? something. But and they're, they're supposed to be ears. Sixty bucks, though. Sixty freaking bucks. I know. I know. Yeah, it's amazing. It's oh. just amazing. Licensing um, anything? Um, I want to skip back to the beginning of my message, though, because yes. we skipped uh, this oh. one thing. <laughs> Our good friend Laura Reed sent this to me weeks ago. I've been meaning to share it with everybody. She oh, yes, has a birthday card, a Star Trek birthday card. Did you get this when I sent it to you? Oh, yes. The yes. attachment? Okay. That her sister made her. And it's it's old. It's years and years old, but it's wonderful. And I want to read you what she wrote about it, and then we're going to look at it and talk about it a little. It says, so for months, okay, years, <laughs> I've been meaning to send you the birthday card my sister Paula drew for me when I was nine. Uh, seeing you, we, we, we got together when she was here in Chicago, and finally working in a place with killer color scanners got me motivated to send it your way. This would have been from 1983 at the height of my first crush of Bill in Trek and T.J. Hooker. Paula was 20 years old. We used to, quote, play Star Trek Mm -hmm. together, which mostly consisted of putting a stereo adapter in our ear to be Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uhura and falling a lot from the ship taking blasts. That's pretty Mm -hmm. much how most people played Star Trek back then, I think. Pretty much. Just fell over a lot. I love that she made Spock's ears round to make him alien. Please feel free to use it on the butt blog, and I would be honored if um, if it made podcast fodder. So let me get to that so I can I can look at it too. It's so it's well drawn. It's really well drawn. It's, I have to say it is just so wonderful. Oops! And I got so excited when she sent it to me. I can't think why I forgot to. Okay, this is not cooperating. Well, why don't you start talking about it while I try to open a different copy okay. of it? So this is called The Further Adventures of Meow Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Star Trek in cat form. And it says episode nine at the top, which made me wonder, were there really eight episodes before <laughs> I this? No. Maybe. Maybe she just thought, you know, she should put an episode in it. Really? So the first panel shows um, Captain Cat, K-A-T, um, <laughs> sitting in his chair on the bridge, sleeping. And um, I guess it's McCoy is there to his left and uh, is thinking, ah, not again. And the other cat, Spock, with the round ears is saying, Captain, Captain Cat, wake up. So in panel number two, um, Captain Cat wakes up and says, um, what? Klingons! Red alert! Red alert! And he has a little, like, he had some hair on his little cat head, and it sort of flips up into the air because he's so scared. And um, the McCoy cat says, he's finally flipped his toupee! <laughs> and the Spock cat says, oh, give me strength, and he's sort of doing a face palm. Um, I also note that at the bottom of the captain's chair, yes. it says friskies. Yes, he's got a bowl <laughs> of friskies. It's great, but the drawings are so cute and they're colored. So it's not just black and white line drawings. They're actually colored. So panel three, um, we have the crew members there. And Spock says, no, Jim, it's November 11th, remember? And Kirk goes, oh. Like, he's very surprised by this. 
So in panel four, he's making an announcement. And so he says, this is the captain speaking, all hands to the bridge for an important announcement. I'm trying to think of everybody scrambling to get to the bridge at the same time. Now read the little thing at the bottom. And then there's a little caption at the bottom that says, handsome, ain't he? <laughs> now, <laughs> did I send you the, the second page or not? No, I only have the first oh, page. So okay, now you have so to do the punchline. It's so cute. It should be the logo for this week's show. Um, in, in multiple colors of, of color pencil, it says, Happy Birthday, Laura, with two exclamation points. And there are balloons and streamers. And um, there's the Kirk cat in his chair with his friskies. And uh, McCoy and Bones on either side. And then Uhura. And, well, I'm guessing Scotty. And one looks like it's wearing a little hat, but I'm going to guess that's Chekhov. <laughs> It's so cute, and it's so wonderful. Oh, it's awesome. I love homemade Trek stuff. So cool. Well, and I just think it's so great that Laura saved it all these years. Yeah. I mean, what a a treasure, and how wonderful of her sister to have made that for her. Yeah. Oh, so special. Such an incredibly special thing. And such a cool sister, a 20-year-old girl who will play Star Trek and make a card like this for her 9-year-old sister. Uh That is pretty amazing. It's the power of Bill. It's Bill who inspires <laughs> Bill people who to do things Bill who brings people like together. He does. He absolutely does. Yes. <clears throat> oh, goodness. Um, I wanted to mention a couple things that we blogged this week just uh, to remind people to go to the blog and look at the stuff that we put there. Um, one of them was the new TOS intro and end credits <laughs> yes. that was uh, fan-made, which was very, very funny. So someone had done... Um, just a new version of the credits at the beginning and the end of each show. And they did it really nicely by taking the insignia shape and putting pictures of the cast in there. And it's the remastered version, so they look really crisp and clear. And then there's a very funny joke at the end, which I'm not going to spoil. No, no, don't spoil um, it. So people should watch that. And then um, we also posted how Bill was explaining teleportation for Stephen Colbert, which was hilarious. Oh, my funny. God. I, you know, I watched that show. You know, whenever it's on. And when mm-hmm. Bill came on, and then he's on again, you know, later in the same little clip, I just roared. I thought it was so funny. And, of course, it, um, what they're talking about is this new, of course, made-up report by them that um, Obama has actually been on Mars mm-hmm. and has a gay lover there. <laughs> husband. Husband. They and were so gay married. Stephen says, that's right, he's space gay. <laughs> So Bill had to explain how teleportation works, and he did that with his fingers, <laughs> with two fingers. Yes. <laughs> and then he managed to work Priceline in there as well, which was just so brilliant. Yes, well, you know, that's Bill. He had to shill. Yes. He had to do a good shill. So that was great. Um, and then I also posted uh, some music that I just found while I was looking for something else, which was a wonderful sort of free-flowing jazz version of the Star Trek theme. I loved it, and I want us to use that at least for the opening music of this show, if not as our opening or closing music of every show, because I just think it's so great. It's wonderful, yeah. It's it's so um, loose and fun, and parts of it are improvised, but parts of it are right to the way the score is written. It's just really, really good. Um, and it's by a guy named John Stetch, who I'd never heard of before. No, me neither. 
um, I was looking for a completely different piece of Star Trek music, and I stumbled across this, and I was like, oh, I'll just listen to it. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it, and we'll put it at the end of the show for sure. Um, also, some other things that have, have been going on is people have been following up with their homework. Yes. And we've heard from a couple new listeners, one whose name is uh, Lois Olson who got turned on to us from listening to The Skeptic Zone and hearing Maynard talk about us. Mm-hmm. And so she has been listening. She's only up to episode five. <laughs> wow. She's got a long way to go. Yeah, she's got some fun <laughs> stuff ahead of her. And, and-, and let me just tell you, um, oh, she's probably not listening to this show, but if I could communicate to her telepathically, I would say, the show gets better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in Newcastle, um, Australia. Australia, yes. And um, we also have one from someone named Tammy, and she says, I've been told for months that I should listen to your podcast, but I kept putting it off. I have to tell you, I'm sitting on my front porch, hooked into your podcast on my phone, and I'm laughing my, quote, butt off. And I've had a couple walk by with their dogs and look at me odd. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. And yes. The kind she of says, I, I live want. in a pretty small community, so now I'm guessing I'm going to be labeled as the crazy gal on the street. <laughs> love your podcast. I'm going to go back and listen to your old ones. So we love hearing that. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Um, and I will also take this opportunity to tell people that we are now on Stitcher, which is a new podcasting network. Um, we were just approved. and Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so that's great. So that's another venue that people can get to us. It's um, just something else besides iTunes. So iTunes isn't having a monopoly on everything everywhere. Um, and it has the ability to uh, download episodes independently if you have it on your phone, mm-hmm. your Android or your iPhone. And then I can also embed a, a listening link on the show themselves which people might want to use as well so um it's it's pretty cool and it will give us a little more exposure so i think that's a good thing yes um let me see what else is here yeah well, we should take a break soon okay um I d- but back. i do want to do a quick shout out to sure what was his name i am trying to scroll mark uh, thomas who sent us a lengthy audio review of red shirts. Ooh. So he gets A++ for you know going to all that <laughs> trouble. He read red shirts because we talked about it. He liked it. He had some very interesting comments. So we really appreciate people putting in that kind of work. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yay! So let's take a break. Okay, I want to read one thing first. Okay. Um, <laughs> So this is just a little thing to make everybody laugh, but uh, I was recently rereading some of my archive editions of the Legion of the Superheroes uh-huh. because I love them so very, very, very much, and I, I, I bought myself a few new editions. So here was a story that I don't remember reading before. So this is Tales of the Legion of the Superheroes Super Pets, and it says, Who is ousting the mighty Legion as universal defenders of law and order? Would you believe the super pets? You'd better believe it because you are about to witness the revolt of the super pets. <laughs> and here's how the story starts. This is my favorite part. Okay. okay? This is the narration before the, the characters start talking. One day in the 30th century, five super animals frolic through the void. Suddenly, the carefree romp of the super pets is interrupted by a telepathic alert from Comet, the super horse. <laughs> you say the super whore. <laughs> okay. 
And Comet says, Hold it, gang. My telescopic vision shows some kind of weird machines headed for Earth. We'd better investigate. And then they go and they have fun. Um, but Streaky, the super cat, says, I wonder what ordinary cats do for fun. <laughs> and is Crypto the super dog there? Oh, yeah. So it's... it's. Um, and are they... See. Wait, are they all wearing their little space helmets? Yes. No, they have capes. They're all wearing capes. But do they have their space helmets on? No, they don't need to. Oh, now, I've super. seen an illustration where they... they um, the cat and the dog have little round glass, like, you know, goldfish bubbles. bowls on their heads. Well, not in this story. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so it's Comet the Super Horse, Streaky the Super Cat, Crypto the Super Dog, and Beppo the Super Monkey. <laughs> Wait, is there no super fish and super hamster? There isn't, but there is a blob that's called Prody, and he's a um, he's a shape shifting kind of dude, and he's he counts as a super pet, although he's not really a pet. He's more like an alternate legionnaire. <laughs> okay, which is higher on the totem pole, to be a super pet or to be an alternate legionnaire? You know, I I don't really know. Wow, that but... would be worth discussing. Anyway, but I just love the fact that it starts out, One day in the 30th century, five super animals frolic through the void. (laughs) (laughs) And so not to spoil it for anybody, but it all turns out right in the end. Oh, good. I'm so glad. (laughs) Yeah. And the art in this one is very bad for some reason. It's it's not up to the usual standards. And the animals don't look like real animals. They're just very badly drawn. Oh, dear. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, just wanted to share that with everybody because I was sitting in bed reading it the other night and it really made me laugh out loud. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I must share this with, with our listeners. Okay. Well, on that note, let's take a break. Let's. When we come back, we're going to have more stuff from you, our listeners, uh, more things from Bill is Everywhere, and yes. the Etsy segment. Yay! Yes. So okay. let's take a break, but not too long. Okay. Okay. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Got a question, comment, or suggestion? Email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com and comments at lookathisbutt at blogspot.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. We'd be back. We are back. Okay. Let's jog on over to the Look At His Butt Facebook page and see what's been going <gasps> on there. What's been going on there? There has been some wonderful stuff. Uh, one of the, one thing I posted just recently is there's a new diorama coming out, and it is uh, Kirk and Khan fighting. And they're movable, so you can, I don't know, I guess make the fight take place different way, you know, in different ways. But here's the description. Kirk comes with a part of the bridge of the USS Enterprise and can be displayed in combat with Khan from the classic episode Space Seed. Well, the fight between Kirk and Khan did not take place on the bridge. 
No, not at all. No. So, you know, I, I gave that a big, this is a disaster. <laughs> that gets one, this is a disaster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, a couple people all said us this, which is just so amazing. You know the guy in the commercial, the most interesting man in the world. Oh, yes. 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 Okay, this is, I guess, been going around. But um, it, it's a picture of him, and in the background is ha, 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 Kirk walking through the halls of the Enterprise with his shirt off, and there's a, an anonymous red shirt playing with the radio stations or something. And um, the guy says, I don't always buy, play a red shirt on Star Trek, but when I do, I survive the whole episode. And then it's smaller print. It says, seriously, Jonathan Goldsmith, the most interesting man in the world, played an unnamed crewman in the episode, The Corbinut. Corbomite Maneuver. Oh, my God. And our very good and loyal listener friend, Amanda Fisher, said, this is a disaster. <laughs> the most interesting man in the world? Ha! He's standing next to the most interesting man in the universe. <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I had no idea. I actually hadn't seen that at all. Oh, God. Well, obviously, you <sighs> don't go to our Facebook page. <laughs> Not as often as I should. I'm, I'm too busy trying to, like, just keep up on Twitter in the blog. Oh, that's I about know. as much as I, I know. Well, handle. that's why we had to divide these things up. Wow. Uh, that is so funny. Uh, right. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, now I got this wrong. I credited to, credited, did, 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 did. Oh, it is from Mark Thomas, the guy who did the, the um, oral report mm-hmm. on uh, red shirts. He also sent us a picture. Remember, we were asking what would the Star Trek or what would the Academy... Uh, oh yes, mascot yes. Well, he sent us this amazing picture for the fight in Mugatus. <laughs> now, did you go look at this? No. Oh my God, you've got to go to our Facebook page. Okay. There's a huge crowd of people, like you would see at a sporting event. But down in front are are Kirk and Spock, <laughs> both shirtless. Kirk has his face painted half blue, half red. <laughs> An SFA written on his chest, and he's got this this giant, I think it's supposed to be a, a, a Mugatu, but it looks a little more like a gorilla head on top of his head. <laughs> and and, uh, and Spock, written on his chest in red, is Go Mugatu, and he's got the, they aren't like <laughs> wings there, but it's like a double thing of scaly things, like the Mugatu head down its back. And so they're like, you know, all, all revved up for the game. <laughs> this is awesome. Like these I love people it. who paint themselves to go to the football games. <laughs> so Mark's really racking up the points. Okay, further down the page, you can see the uh, retro poster for The Trouble with Tribbles, which is oh, so cool. colorful and, 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 and wonderful. So you have to... There it is. Oh, look at that. Yes. That is beautiful. Yes. That's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, there have been good things going on the blog, going on Facebook. And we had a couple other emails I think I wanted to talk about. Oh, <laughs> yes. I was just going to say, I'm so glad that people participate on our <laughs> Facebook page. Really? So awesome. Now, this next thing came to us from Captain Ho. And he found this on Etsy. I'm thinking it probably isn't on your list, but it's um, custom car emblems. <laughs> and they're not bumper stickers. 
and you can get these ones, you know, that, you know how you get it in, in metal on the car. It says Mustang or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's like NCC 1701. Oh. There's a Falcon, Falcon Millennium Edition. There's a TARDIS. Oh, wow. There's a bunch that I don't even know what shows they're from because I don't keep up <laughs> well enough. But I'm going, wow. Maybe if I get a bicycle, I'll get one of those. <laughs> they're so cool. That is awesome. And like the one NCC 1701 is only $12. That's cheap. Yeah. That's, are they made of metal? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, nerdy and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It says high quality automobile batches, uh, but it doesn't tell you what they're made of or, or say much. Let me click one and see if it gives us some more more details i would guess that they'd probably be plastic i i'm thinking that's probably what they are but they look really cool okay let's see want to boldly go where no one has gone before but are stuck here on plain old terrestrial earth with computers that won't even respond to voice commands now you can imagine you are on a five-year mission to seek out strange new worlds aboard your own starship enterprise with this awesome customized car emblem okay then i tell you about I cast each piece in durable plastic from a custom silicone mold, paint them black and chrome, and apply all-weather double-sided peel-and-stick tape to the back so it will affix permanently on the back of your car or oh, wow. wherever. That's great. So, yeah, that sounds perfect. Uh, yeah, those are really, really cool. Cool. So thank you much, Lee Captain Ho. <laughs> We like that. We do like that. You know, I follow Captain Ho on Twitter. Oh, you do? Okay, yes. cool. And he's a man who watches a lot of baseball. Oh, really? I say that, yes. <laughs> well, I had to stop following Robert Meyer Burnett because he Twitters too much. He does. He, he tweets <laughs> And I an can't awful follow lot. anybody else but him because I can never get to anybody else. So um, he, he did tweet something just today um, that was an article uh, which I retweeted um, about the 15 fatal mistakes that Abrams made with the Star Trek movie, which I thought was really good. Oh, it was okay. a, a really good piece. It echoed many of the things that we've said about that movie time and time and time again. So good to see other people agree with us because yes. we're right. All the time. Okay, back to Bill. Here is an, an article, an interview on something called Bleeding Cool. Mm -hmm. And it's a very interesting interview, but towards the end they're talking about how Bill is is so, so busy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is. Because he is. And let's see. Here it is. Um, it says, what are you working on at this moment? You mentioned the Get a Life documentary. Well, yes, I've done that, and I'm working on a Xena documentary, as we mentioned. I'm trying to sell another documentary. And uh, sidebar from me, the news is that he is doing a TNG documentary now. Oh, but he okay. says, I'll know soon about whether I've got that. I'm looking at a treatment for a series. I'm up for some appointments for a series that I'm trying to sell, a half-hour comedy. Because hmm. now that Bill's done one. Mm -hmm. You know, he's the expert. Can, yeah, And he course. says, I'm getting an iPhone app, which will be out in October. So when I first read that, I was like, oh, he doesn't have any apps on his iPhone. <laughs> he's getting the first one. He's going to be able to play Angry Birds now. <laughs> I think there's going to be a Bill iPhone app. 
I can't imagine what that's going to be. Well, <laughs> the here's the line one. The, I don't know, but he, well, here's the other thing that I think relates to it. It's this video that they sent out just a couple days oh, ago yes. called "What's Happening at Bill's Office." I saw that. Yeah, yes, and what it is it. is it's all Bill's little interns. Um, and all of a sudden, the ground is shaking, and the wind is blowing the papers around. What's happening? What's happening? And, and one of them runs into Bill's office. Mr. Shatner, what's happening? And Bill spins around in the chair and says, something wonderful is coming or something like mm-hmm. that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something extraordinary. Um, so I'm thinking it's going to be a, a something like a little app that's like our podcast that's going to tell you everything <laughs> Bill is doing. He's going to put you and me out of business. Oh, God. Well, it, it can't possibly have all the commentary that you and I give to each and every little thing that he does. It'll have to be more telegraphic this than that. This is true. Otherwise, you'd be listening to it 24 hours a day. That's right. Pretty much. That's right. Well, you know, Bill would probably think that was a great idea <laughs> if people just listen to his day. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I imagine that's going to be announced pretty soon, this something mm-hmm. extraordinary. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Shatner app. Oh, that's going to be great. Well, we'll be lining up to get that. That's for sure. (laughs) Even if we have to pay a dollar. (laughs) Yeah, I'd pay a dollar. Now, our next thing, I love this. And, uh, oh, wait, I can't can't click to it because it automatically starts playing. But it is uh, from, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, uh, a film segment of the Barbara Woodhouse show. Oh, we used to watch that. And Bill is on it. Oh, my God. With one of his Dobermans. And so, you know, she's um, teaching him how to, to train this dog, which is five weeks old, or five months old, sorry, five months old. And uh, and it's really fun to see Bill get corrected. <laughs> Plus, it's either lit really weird or he's got a mustache. <gasps> that would be strange. Yes, but it's really funny. Um but he's talking, of course, about dogs, and he says, you know, some dogs just have this this great spirit, and I had this dog who is just so beautiful and so noble, and you, you'd you look at him, and you just couldn't look away. It was like a beautiful woman. <laughs> <laughs> that you were having sex with. Yeah. <laughs> it was like sex. Have I mentioned it was like sex? <laughs> this wonderful, beautiful Doberman. <laughs> But it, it's a short clip, and it's it's lots of fun. And like I say, oh. at first I was going, does he have a mustache? No, it's light. Yes, he does. I think kind of he does. So, oh. Well, maybe we could take a little poll if everybody wants to go watch that yeah. and then say whether you think he has a mustache or not. Mm-hmm. But it, it is really, really <laughs> it's just so funny. She's showing him how to make the dog do a down stay. And she says, and then you turn and walk away confident that your dog will obey you. And Bill's walking away, and she goes, stay. Straight, you're confident. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, that's great. That is awesome. So everybody will have to go give that a good click. Um, there, there is. We also. This was on um the more Shatner thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, uh, Bill and Howard Stern from 1994, but it is a video clip. And it just showed up today, so I didn't have a chance to watch it because it's an hour long. Oh. So. I I have not watched it. I saw it in, in the list there. And I have to say, generally when it's the Howard Stern show, I tend not to watch it because 
even though I know there are good bits in there, there tend to be other bits with like porn actresses and stuff. And I just can't stand to watch that. Well, I watched a little of this. Mm -hmm. Um, I fast forwarded until I saw Bill, which is at about the five minute mark or so is when Bill comes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, and after that, I went, oh, my God, it's an hour, and I don't have an hour to look at it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this hour long is an hour with Bill or if they bring in porn people or, you know, what they do. And uh, But but that's there. You know, it okay. just more and more Shatner stuff is always popping up. All right. Well, we'll have to go take a look. Yeah, there has been a ton of stuff posted to more Shatner lately, and I just haven't been able to keep up with it because, of course, Bill has been everywhere doing everything. Mm-hmm. And there have been loads of clips of interviews with him and other appearances he's been doing on TV and yep. some of the stuff that we've posted as well. And very, very soon he's going to start his second round of the tour of his show. Correct. That's right. I think that starts in uh, November November. Sometime. Yeah. yeah. It's November. So yeah. then there will be interviews with every little you know, mm-hmm. podunky paper and radio station and everything everywhere because when Bill goes out to do something, everybody has <laughs> to know about it. <laughs> he's gonna shill. He's gonna shill his little heart out. Yes. So um, so that's my list. Cool. Well, let's move to the Etsy segment. Okay. <laughs> you know, maybe we should be getting paid by the people on Etsy because we're shilling for them. I know. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking, we've been doing this for what, like four or five years? We should, How is it we manage to keep losing money at it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, it's like a career in the theater. You do it for the love. Well, we, do. we do. We do it because we love Bill so very, very, and very much. And we love talking about him and we love getting to know the listeners and, and their things that they send us. It's just so I much know. fun. I think really we just do this show to make each other laugh. Well, yeah. That's pretty much it. And I think that probably comes through, but then when other people join in, it's even more fun. It's so much more fun. It really yes. is. Um, so I'm going to save the best for last, and I'm just going to go to um, the second item on this list. Okay. So um, as we've seen before, people do pretty amazing prints uh-huh. and art on Etsy. So this one is called um, Space as Seen on TV. And it's this really interesting set of four images, and it's these very stylized women in Starfleet TOS uniforms. Um, And they're sort of kneeling or crouching on the ground. But it's done in this beautiful retro style. Yeah, those are gorgeous. Uh, It's really, really nice. And and the girls all have slightly different hairdos, and they're really cool looking. Um, So it says... uh, I know sci-fi isn't for everyone, but dang, if I'm going to deny my love for some awesome sci-fi, I thought I should show my appreciation for Star Trek in a fun design to share with all of you. And so it's, I, I can't really describe the style of it, but it, it's its cartoony, but almost um, Soviet a little bit, you know, in mm-hmm. its degree of stylization. Yeah. But I just love the way it looks. I, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's beautiful. That I really, like really, it. really is. And she's posed them in such wonderful ways, um, especially in that, that fourth one where the woman's in the red and and, yeah. and kneeling down, but her face is, you know, turned towards the other direction. So there's there's a really, I don't know, nice, I don't know what the word is for that. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's a nice contrast. You know, yeah. Now that I'm looking at them again, they're almost cubist. That's what you know? I was thinking. In some way, there's a sort of a cubist feel to them. And... Uh, yeah, they're wonderful. They're beautiful. The colors look great. Yeah, they're sort of a muted retro um, thing. They're not bright. They're not bright, right, right. colors. 
yeah, the, the yellow is like a mustard yellow, and the, the blue is a very sort of a faded turquoisey blue. It's cool. I just loved it. I thought it was like, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Does it say how big they are? I think it says... Uh, the print is 12 by 12 paper yep. for easy matting. Yeah. And it's 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, it's print. gorgeous. It's yeah. really gorgeous. And she also says she'll do them individually if you mm-hmm. want. So... um. And she's in Indiana, so good for her. Yeah. I like that the the women have little headbands on, too. Yes. Matching their uniforms. Mm-hmm. That's oh, cool. That's wonderful. What a find. Yeah. Okay, oh. good. Score one for Etsy. Yeah, so that's a good one. Now, the next thing is kind of similar to what we looked at last time. Um, <laughs> listeners will remember that we looked at the little tiny William Shatner book. Yes. Well, this is a little tiny TV set. <laughs> but it's bigger than the book. It is bigger than the book. Yes. Um, it's, let's see, it's two and a half by two by two. So it's a little tiny um, wood television. And the screen is painted with a black background with the Enterprise in the background. And then Kirk is in the front. And I think this is supposed to be him screaming from um, Enemy Within. Yes. It looks like that's the image that it's supposed to be taken from. So it says hand-carved wood, hand-painted with high-quality exterior house paint, (laughs) um, metal detail. So it does have little metal knobs on it, which is cool. And it says, this style of TV is available with a custom screen. Please see my my website, which is tinytvs.net, to see all the available television styles for custom screens or contact me for details. Oh, my God. So you could have a tiny little TV in your dollhouse with Kirk screaming. Well, you know, in a year or so, somebody will make a tiny little TV, actual TV that just plays Star Trek episodes, you know. But it'll still be made out of wood and everything. It'll be amazing. And it's it's painted gold. If you look at the yes. uh, close-ups of it, you can see that it's got gold paint on it. But, you know, I got to say, that's a pretty good painting of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. I mean, it's so small. It must be like a half an inch, and it really looks like the Enterprise. Yeah. So kudos to you, Tiny TVs of St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> you did a great job on that, so we commend you. Okay. Um, the next one <laughs> is so freaky. Uh-oh. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. It's a rabbit. A little two-inch tall rabbit sculpted in polymer clay, and he's supposed to be Captain Kirk. He's got little brown bunny ears that um, are like the hair, and he's got the green tunic on with the little Starfleet insignia. So it says, this this just, the reason I did this was because of the description, okay? She says, um, this little guy is about two inches tall. He is sculpted in clay in the likeness of Captain Kirk from Star Trek, made to order. These creations are inspired by my rabbit. (laughs) Found underneath a bush, not much about my bunny is normal. It's naughty and stubborn. He lives to prove that no one has to exist under any labels or pretenses. Really? I didn't think bunnies were capable of that level of complexity of thought. It gets better. Uh, Though born a rabbit, he has chosen to live life like a dog, a cat, and sometimes a monkey. Unfortunately, his days of reckless abandon left him with a shattered femur, and we had to amputate or euthanize. So it's a one-legged rabbit. Oh, wow. Once compared to Indiana Jones and Evil Knievel, this bunny is now called the Dread Pirate Rabbit, as, (laughs) like a pirate, he is still full of tenacity and spunk despite a missing appendage. 
These rabbits act as a small reminder of the resilience and exuberance of rabbits and how each of us can have a little bit of that in our lives. You know, the rabbit, take away the Star Trek. It's a creepy-looking rabbit, don't you think? Well, I don't know. You know, if I was into bunnies, I'd probably think this is kind of cute or something. I'm not really, but, you know, you... Is there is there a, a, a Yahoo group for people who like Star Trek and bunnies? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Refer this person to. <laughs> you know what's weird about it? It's not even the design; it's the eye. That's what's yeah. freaking me out because it's a like a little blue sphere that doesn't have a pupil. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's an alien with no well pupil. Did you look at the um the group shot? Oh no! Oh my God! No wait. Hold on. It's oh like my this, God. the jammers. <laughs> There's a, one in a red shirt, one in a green shirt, and one in a blue shirt. Blue shirt. Oh, little tiny rabbit bunnies. Two inches tall. Yeah. So strange. All trekked out. And this comes from Elizabeth Holmes in Liverpool, United States. I didn't know there was a Liverpool in the United States. <laughs> oh, and look, her little, her picture for her icon there is her rabbit. Okay, well. That's the three-legged rabbit. Good for you, Elizabeth. <laughs> the dread pirate rabbit, presumably. Okay, um, the next thing is really, really weird. And the name of this piece of art is called Cap'n, and that's spelled Cap'n, like Cap'n Crunch. <laughs> um, Cap'n Kirk's evil doppelganger. And it is, without a doubt, one of the weirdest pieces of art I've ever seen. It's a, a painting, I guess. Yeah, it's acrylic on paper. It's acrylic. And it's it's something that you would think perhaps like a middle schooler had painted. Yes, but I want to read the description. Please read the description. Yes. A delightful rendition of Captain James <laughs> T. Kirk's evil doppelganger doing a rage scream. He's angry. He's shiny. He's floating in space. And he comes with his own wooden frame. Delicious. <laughs> Who would hang this in their house? That's what I want to know. <laughs> he, he looks like his mouth is bleeding. That's yes. the other thing. Or the, like he the... just bit his tongue in a really <laughs> horrible way. And he's going, ow, ow. Yeah, <laughs> ow, <you're thinking>. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty horrible. And, you know, from the the jaggedy of the shirt and the way the color is, it kind of looks like he's on fire. It does look like he's on fire. (laughs) So he bit his tongue and he's on fire. Maybe he's in space hell. I don't know. (laughs) That's it. It's space hell. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, Captain Kirk. I think we should call him that from now on. No, I refuse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Captain with a T. Captain with a T. Now, the very last thing on this list is the most odd, so odd. Um, So how I find these things, just to tell you, is that I go to Etsy and I log in and then I search and I search for William Shatner and then I search for Captain Kirk. I don't search for Star Trek stuff because it just brings up too much. Yes. So I searched for William Shatner and I found this item and the name of the item is just William Shatner. I was like, Okay, that's strange. Someone's putting him up for sale. Like, usually there's more of a description. Like, it's a book, or it's a TV, or it's a puppet, or whatever. It's a bunny. But no, it just says William Shatner. So I click on it, and I'm looking at the pictures. I was like, okay, it looks kind of like a book. And 
is it really a book? I don't know. And then you can see inside of it, and it says William Shatner by C. McAllister Williams. And I thought, is it a biography? So here's the description. C. McAllister Williams lives in Chicago. <gasps> Current interests include Buckminster Fuller, Theremins, and the Bone Wars. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three very diverse interests. William Shatner is hand-sewn with 100% archival material, handmade multicolored paper mounted on high-quality cardstock with a vellum title slip. Title is stamped with a hand-carved stamp. So once again, it's not actually telling us what it is. No. It's just William Shatner. But one of the images shows you what's inside. Okay. It's poetry. <gasps> now, this is only the center page, and it looks like there are more pages to it, but I want to read this poetry. Because okay, I think good, because mine's a little out of focus. It. I can't really yeah. read it. I'll just have to listen to you. Okay, so here it goes. William Shatner senses there will be fires, and a way will be made available. I sense it is possible to look more than mother intended. William Shatner solves private hands, tells me the delicate Greeks lit fermented grapes to find the waves. I correct myself to be the waves. When William Shatner feels mean, he eats the mother, eats the mysteries. My mother has gone in myth. My hands have gone horrible. William Shatner has formed a deliberate legion with the water. I sense the water will always find a way to be horrific. Greeks appear in the distance from for all people germinating the pearls. William Shatner distances himself from cartographers. The <laughs> pearls of, I, I'm just reading it. I'm I know. just reading it. The pearls of an other mother are like like a whalebone. William Shatner sits in the water, scrimshaws the rogues. William Shatner is the uncommitted. He is wearing a combination. Earlier, with immortal science, he fondled his lollipop in my backseat. We are, we are all headlights. William Shatner is... <laughs> that was one, that's one line in the poem. Okay. William Shatner is wearing a combination. We are in need of medical attention. The transcendental man is on the radio. William Shatner greases his teeth, his hair. Nobody is riding with William Shatner. Nobody wanted his matching sweater-sock combination. All they wanted was to find the start of splendor. We felt equally aroused, alienated, and scientific in the strongest sense of the word. We drive without kneeling. William Shatner bleeds country western. My fingers are out wearing the leather. Mythology creeps. My rear view is full of cowboys and fire. Top down, William Shatner renders himself in my hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I read that and I went, what the fuck is that? I hope this person gets help. <laughs> so it it's like word salad and Yeah. It's just a bunch of words thrown together and William Shatner is in every sentence for some reason that I can't figure out. Wow. It's very, very, very strange. Um if it was less than 10 bucks, I might actually buy it just to have it and see what the heck it really is. Uh -huh. But I think you should be scared that C. McAllister Williams lives in Chicago. Well, the shop owner of this is Amber Nelson in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Maybe C. McAllister Williams is like her best friend or her boyfriend or something. Well, if I write some crap poetry, will you, you know, Bind market it and it sell it on me? Etsy? <laughs> so, okay, now I'm Googling C. McAllister Williams. <laughs> Oh, it's a chapbook. Okay, that's what it is. And um, I'm not sure if this person is a man or a woman. 
and this person has had poetry published in poetry magazines. Oh my God! About and it all seems to be about celebrities. Like there's one that that he she has written called "Elegy for the Arrival of Frank Stallone." <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite celebrity. Okay, kind of celebrity. I don't maybe. Know. Wow. Let's see. Oh, here here's a review of the one that I was just reading <gasps> to you. The William Shatner one. Yes. This is from a blog called I'm Nocturnal Like Raccoons. Why do people name their blogs things like this? Okay. It says, William Shatner by C. McAllister Williams is out from, uh, it's out in 2010. It is 10 pages of poetry. It is sewn together with handmade paper on its outside. Subject matter in William Shatner includes William Shatner. Blood, scented candles, country western, anointing your clothing with sequins, and whalebone. The tone is epic, but there is some subject matter that is comically non-epic. It is all lowercase and ampersands are used instead of and. Most of the poems have a pattern of two, three, or four line stanzas, but they break from their pattern once or twice. There are five exclamation points. I have been friends with C. McAllister Williams for around four years. He was one of the first serious poets I became friends with, and he has influenced my reading and writing quite a bit. That's not a review. And That's a description. No, it, it really isn't. So there are, there's a page for it at the publisher, which I will link to, um, so people can read a little bit more of this if they want to. William Shatner is the light, is a pyramid. We collect in the relics and put them in a tin box. The relics are stacked and assembled according to vi visible wavelengths. When the world was young, William Shatner emitted vibrations. <laughs> Do you think they sent Bill a copy of this chapbook after, after he finished writing it? See McAllister Williams? Well, I'm hoping somebody takes it to Shatner weekend and gets it autographed. <gasps> Wouldn't that be the best? That would be so funny. <laughs> I have to say, anybody whose name is C. McAllister Williams already strikes me as a little bit pretentious. Yes, yes. Because his his first name is probably Chuck. Yeah. Or something like that. Or Chad. <laughs> but he lives in Chicago. Oh. Maybe we can track him down and get him to sign one for us. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that would be a great thing to do on our tour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll run into him at the Collected Works. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be funny. So all you Shatner fans out there, if you'd like to pick up a copy of the William Shatner chapbook by C. McAllister Williams, it's only $10 on Etsy. Hey, let's have a contest. Yeah. <laughs> right? A short, because we don't want to read long ones, bad William Shatner poem. <gasps> what a great idea. For us. That would be great. And it can be in any form. It can be a haiku. Yep. Um, it could just be a standard, you know, um, regular free verse or it could have a rhyme to it mm -hmm. that would be awesome yeah everybody write William Shatner poetry yeah yes yes let's 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 be flooded with William Shatner poetry that we can get drunk and read on our tour that sounds great I love this idea and keep us entertained on the plane yeah that'd be terrific okay it's everybody's homework for this week get out there and write some William Shatner poetry and, and to make do it, it with that great TOS jazz music playing <laughs> and I will put one restriction on it, if you can. Um, don't go for the obvious chat jokes. Try to challenge yourself just a little bit more than that. <laughs> yes, now we're a creative writing blog or podcast. 
you know, make yourself work a little bit for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's for Bill. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I think so, too. So um, the next time you hear from us, it will be after we've seen the wonderful um, annotated, uh, sorry, complete works of William Shatner abridged. And we'll be bringing you loads of new content uh, after next weekend. Okay. I can't wait to see you. I know. It's going to be so great. I hope it doesn't snow in Chicago or Minneapolis. (laughs) Wherever we end up. (laughs) Yeah, really. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.